Willkommen, this is Julia. And this is Shane, who misses Think Plant-Based. Think Plant-Based. Make sure to check out recipes, health tips, travel tips at www.thinkplantbased.com. And we're officially on iTunes, so please rate and write us a review on iTunes. Write us a review. Give us... Two stars, three stars, maybe five stars. Let us know. Oh, for sure, Let's, five. Yeah, I mean, who would give us two stars anyways, yeah. right? But yeah, make sure to do that because that's how we get found. Welcome back. Welcome Think back. plant-based yeah. with our lovely guest here, Kyle. How's it going, Kyle? All the way from Toronto. Hey. Kyle Shake. All the way from Toronto, yeah. yeah. I'm well, I'm well. Thanks for having me on. That's how good. Are you doing today? Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Thanks. Pretty good, yeah. You look like you're doing well, you know? I mean, we're still in... This weird face, right? We're getting used to. I mean, we here in British Columbia, the different regulations than over there, right? Yeah. How is it in Ontario? Is it more locked down than you think here, or is it about the same? From what I think, from what I understand, yeah. yeah. Um, like I'm, I still kind of hear uh, stories of just from people back in BC, of like going on the seawall and stuff, and it, people. I don't know if it's still true to the, uh, to this day, but having like picnics and stuff and no, it's true. Gatherings. So, it's true. Yeah. That, yeah. That's definitely not happening here. <laughs> yeah, right. no, yeah. Yeah. Like I was just in like kits and people and like Spanish bank and people are they're they're socially distanced, but they're definitely having like, you know, family little picnics uh, and birthday parties and birthday parties. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's working. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, they could get a lot more stricter if we don't, shaping up but for some reason it's working so right. we'll just keep doing it people yeah. really follow like actually keeping distance more or less i find you know being mm. outside so it's really yeah. like we're getting used to it now in the beginning it was kind of like oh man i totally forgot to keep distance now you <laughs> yeah. know or like let's say let's run real fast next to that person you know but you're still like pretty close but you're running i don't know that can still not be that helpful you know if you have the coronavirus yeah right? yeah <laughs> oh my favorite is seeing like people go for walks and I'm in kind of a, um, I'm outside of Toronto, but it's a more rural kind of area called Coburg here and, and seeing people, um, someone will walk on the sidewalk and then a friend will walk like on the street. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen that. Up distance. <laughs> I saw that. Hilarious. Cars. Just walking around. Now you need a bike path and a walking path and then the cars and then a sidewalk. It's, it's totally. So yeah. It's dangerous. Listen to this one. I was like walking down to Brentwood here in Burnaby and there was this woman, this older woman, she was on a walker and she was w walking actually on the street to avoid us passing by us people. But she put herself more in danger behind yeah. her were like cars honking like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> you're on our lane. And everyone was like, looking, what's going on? You're actually oh God, yeah. putting yourself under really risk now, you know, yeah. real risk. Yeah, so exactly. anyways, yeah, I mean, yes. you've been on our podcast before, so we yeah. know who you are, but some of our audience don't know. So can you please tell our listeners and our audience who you are? Yeah. I can, yeah. So uh, my name is Kyle Shea. I'm the founder of uh, Kyle Shea Coaching. So uh, I'm a growth coach and leadership trainer, first and foremost. And what that kind of means is uh, on the individual level as a growth coach and then on a collective level as leadership trainer, usually with organizations, um, I basically bring two kind of elements um, into people's lives, which is compassion and what I call uh, kind of full throttle living. So compassion and the idea of just understanding that um, you have a capacity and you have strengths uh, that are actually useful for your life and for the world. And you can actually alleviate suffering by doing that. 
that you can actually enhance um, your communities by playing to your strengths. Um, that's my sort of simplest definition of compassion. And then the full throttle living aspect is a um, little bit of an adventure or a sense of aliveness when you're uh, living in your, your strength zone and when you're planning to um, having meaning in your life and having a, a purpose that fulfills you uh, and the ability to follow through on that purpose, um, not just in your own life, but even with organizations. If you're on a team or um, you, know, you work with managers and you work in uh, organizations, as they said, then you can bring both those aspects life. So that's what I'm sort of all about. I love uh, bringing that work uh, in my own life and also to people in my community, uh, especially in a time like now where it seems uh, to be of service is one of the um, most fulfilling uh, parts of work. You know, yeah. Totally Definitely. right. Together we're stronger as well. I keep on hearing that all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. So. Together we're all in this and we gotta keep, work keep together, moving. Right? Yeah. Team effort, right? Yeah, exactly. Team effort. <laughs> Always really? a team effort. So, uh, what do you do to keep a positive mindset during this quarantine? Any suggestions for our listeners? You know that maybe you're just yeah, so hung up, you know, and, and watching the news all the time, right? That's yeah, hard. Like, yeah. how do you really focus on solutions? So, I what? mean, every second there's something new on our phones or on the news. Just you know, streaming there. Yeah, I think right. one of the one of the um, more unusual things about just what we're going through now is, you know, news uh, is always changing, right? There's always a, and not just news like typical, you know, CBC or broadcasting channels, but um, getting notifications and staying updated on the world with our phones, especially. Um, that has always been a sort of ongoing and, and high speed type of thing. It's ramped up even more now. Right. But the thing that's different now is that we're actually, um, a lot of us are, trying to stay as up-to-date as possible and actually follow the speed at which things change, which is crazy for a, a, any one person to comprehend, let alone yeah. right. a system or an algorithm. Right? So one of the things that I do is um, I think there's a balance of staying informed um, and you know making wise choices, but also not trying to have everything figured out. There's something to embracing uncertainty a little bit um, that is actually serving, that is actually kind of... a uh, um, uh, it's a unique time for us to try that. And what I mean by that is, you know, or how that looks, at least in my own life. First and foremost, I'm, I'm a huge meditator. So I, I have been ramping that, the meditations up a lot uh, in my daily routine. Um, usually it was in the morning and then at night. So sort of um, ground and set any intention for the day when I start my day and then sort of come back to center at night. Now it's sort of uh, scattered a few times throughout my day too. <laughs> uh, just taking even a break to take three or five breaths and just sort of calm down what's actually happening now in my life and, and kind of go from there. I'm also in, uh, as I said, more of a rural area for another three weeks before I return to BC. Uh, so that's been really great actually to connect with my parents who live here mm. yeah, and, um, and, you know, even to connect virtually as we're doing, you know, yeah. uh, that's the beauty of technology, right? Right. Imagine we didn't have that, right? In these yeah. times. We feel pretty alone, I bet. And, Pretty isolated. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I bet. And then some people are, are um, actually alone. And like I was, I was quarantined when I, I some brief context here, I returned from India when this was all going on and, and I had to quarantine for 14 days or self-isolate. And um, and I was alone in, in the place where I was staying. Right. I kind of thrive in those conditions and, uh, and I was able to do a lot of work with my business and create some projects on the go. But um, mm. even so, there is something around uh, connecting with people 
we're just totally. there's no getting around how social we are um, <laughs> at our own physiology. So right. it's been kind of cool to embrace. Uh, well, I know you you both don't like Zoom and you have justified <laughs> reasons, but through Skype and, and other technologies and um, yeah, the, those have been kind of the mainstays for me. There's also keeping myself busy with um, not just work, but meaningful work and purposeful work. And I'm fortunate enough where um, even before this pandemic, I was already engaged in work that was meaningful for me and I was able to create um, my business around that. But it's really been a cool opportunity to reflect on not just uh, income and not just how do I pay the bills, um, satisfy that first, of course, but there's also an added level here of thinking about my future and, and think about our futures is um, how is it we want to spend our time? Like what are, what are the things we can do that give our meaning, give ourselves meaning, but also um, give our communities meaning, right? Uh, a project I started was, um, it's called the Challenge Challenge. Um, we haven't launched yet. We'll probably launch in a few weeks, about three weeks from now. But the whole idea of it is um, having people take on some sort of fear, some sort of challenge that you kind of know, maybe you don't know exactly what that challenge is yet, but you know deep down that it's probably something you've wanted to do for a while or something you know that once you do it and you go on the other side of it, it opens the, uh, the gateway and the doorway for connection, um, for sort of aliveness and uh, even love, whatever that means to you in that moment. So creating that has been uh, exciting for me and, um, and a co-founder. Uh, and then once we launch it as well, we'll be uh, pretty cool to keep not just a, a positive mindset in terms of how to stay like happy, but I think of positive in terms of how do I stay growing? How do I stay um, fulfilled? And some of that is kind of getting present to you. There's a lot of stress out right now and there is a lot of hardship um, and it's okay. It's okay for there to be hardship and not to be completely happy to have days where you just feel like, what the hell's going on? Like, I don't even know what tomorrow looks like, let alone next year. Yeah. Um, but there's something about taking on that uncertainty and meditation for me helps me do that. Um, this challenge challenge is an opportunity to do that as well, where it feels like um, even with, without everything completely figured out, um, there's still something about taking that opportunity anyway, or diving in and, and, you know, going for writing that book I've wanted to write or making that call with a family member that I've been putting off for months or years, whatever that is. So, right. um, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> there is remember last time on our podcast we talked about having structure in a day like do you mm. still feel you have structure in a day because i don't think i didn't actually do. thought about you when i was thinking that because i love structure and i i thrive off of um having clear you know goals and clear ways of, of achieving those goals every day but uh, other people don't and yeah. was it you or shane who i think it was you julia right who does not like you, you you value spontaneity and being able to have some sort of freedom I, like the mix of it yeah. you know i need yeah, some yeah. structure but the not the full on day like i usually do a list i write things down what i need to get done and then i have a certain idea but yeah or yeah. like or like, or like routine food. i don't really like the routine you know the same yeah, 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 every yeah. day and the way routine's that's, a dirty word like for, you, for right? me <laughs> i can eat like the same meals like throughout the week yeah. or like a month if i'm on like a goal to like lose weight or something Not but me. but julia can't it has to be totally different totally changed up yeah yeah but like no, that's fair. Me, i can i don't know i just like that sometimes i know exactly what's in there i know what the <laughs> everything is about that meal that it's just i don't know works for me mm -hmm. well that's what you're touching on there too is such a huge thing right if you have 
for a lot of people, routine is structure or stability mm-hmm. or predictability, right? And comfort, I think. Comfort, exactly. Comfort for me, right? Yeah. I'm oh, comfortable yeah. doing Certainty it. Too, right? I know what it's about. I don't have to relearn what everything <laughs> is about. I don't have to, you know, think each yeah. morning how I'm going to plan out my day. It's yeah. already set. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. I know where it's going. Like for me, if I don't have that, it's like, oh, uh, it's like a chore to plan out the day for me. <laughs> yeah. Even at yeah. work and stuff. So, yeah, no. Well, and there's a there's like a balance, right? I, I never advise like a specific routine or even like look, there are there are um, skills that you can learn for your own personal development that are useful for um, following goals, of course, but right. it depends what those goals are, right? So what I always think about in planning my own routine and also in um, working with others to to help set some sort of structure, whatever that looks like for them, is more about themes, right? So Julia, you might be on board for this one, um, but less about the specifics. Like it's up to you to choose the specifics, right. but there are certain um, themes that are useful for, you know, for not just for high functioning, but for having some structure, having some predictability, and then having enjoyment in your day. Right. Um, one of those themes being movement. So um, it could be a workout, could be yoga, could be doing mini putt in your dining room, like I did a couple of weeks ago, you know, whatever that movement is, right. um, being physically in motion, uh, having that, um, just being a regular part of your life is, is huge. And that's just more than on a physical level, but on a, in terms of your mood and on a neurochemical level, right. there's also a theme of, um, reflection, right. Which, uh, and again, a lot of these themes are more possible than ever because of this pandemic. But mm-hmm. when I think about reflection, it's kind of like, for me, that's like meditation and journaling and thinking about my life, thinking about um, what I value, my current goals. But it could also be um, just that basic, what I call like the, the Joey Tribbiani moment. It's just, you know, how you doing? You're just checking in and, and uh, actually getting real with yourself for a sec, even if that's for two minutes in your day. Um, right. Another theme of income, right? So um, what that looks like now is a lot of people working from home or creating businesses to supplement for the income loss. As a yeah. result of or they can't even work, right? Like or they can't work, yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, applying for the CERB benefit, for example, or mm-hmm. uh, financial aid that um, the government's made available to qualify. Also, even just finding work, you know, work that is not just something pays the bills, but having an opportunity now to think about what is it that um, I actually want to spend my time doing and actually serves me. Right. Um, and part of that is important to just have financial security, just get something to pay the bills right now. Then, yeah, that could be uh, an important part of your day. Exactly. Um, also connection, right? So again, we are social beings, right? So if you can have some sort of uh, or some form of connection in your day to day, whether that's uh, time with your fellow social distancers uh, or calling friends, um, you know, having having contact with uh, people in your life. So um, you know that it's more than you just alive right now. And there are other people actually existing, which sometimes is easy to forget. Uh, in this climate. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and the other two themes is um, entertainment. So again, routine doesn't, I think a lot of people have in their heads that it's this very militant, uh, you know, it's this duty, it's this obligation and, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be like routine is all about your own well-being. It's just a way to um, sort of maximize that well-being by having a a system in place. So have entertainment, you know, if that's Netflix or, uh, people have probably finished all of Netflix by now, or Crave, uh, um, or or getting creative. It is, I bet. I yeah. bet. Yeah, right. About halfway there. Yeah. Um, but even though you see people like all the creativity with 
making um, obstacle courses in their homes. Or I made one in the backyard here for my parents and I to, to work through. Very basic, but it was just, you know, we felt like kids again. Um, you ever see the one where they do, like, the domino one? And they, like, have this... Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> That's how you know people are really know. working on stuff. It's, like, yeah. so complex creative. and creative. And it's, like... yeah. That must have took forever to how, record How that would you have that. the time to do it if we weren't under quarantine or like yeah. have this pandemic? It's I yeah. know for people that know that know have relatives, you know, I'm I met one that knows someone where the relatives like three relatives died of the coronavirus. You know, it's hard. It, this is really the downside of um, the virus, right? But on the other hand, we have so much more time to really reflect on ourselves and do creative things if we really want to, you know? Mm -hmm. We either dwell on what's going on in this world, but then there's so much blessing behind this, you know? We can be so creative and hopefully have more time even to exercise. I see a bunch of people going out and run more than ever. Mm -hmm. yeah. So hopefully people use the time wisely, you know, and really follow their passions more. Especially in yeah. these times, because after that, you know, we won't have really time again. We, a lot of people will fall back into the normal routine, right? And we will maybe laugh, wow, we had so much time, you know? And now it's like, <laughs> where did it go? Some people maybe want to have it back. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. have time for their kids. You know, I see them like in the park, the parents, right? And they yeah. teach their kids how to ride their bikes and stuff. They wouldn't maybe be able to do it because they had to go to work and can only do it for a limited of time, you know, on the weekends and stuff. But now we, we have kind of like unlimited free time. I mean, everyone wants time. Some, some That's do. more precious. <laughs> yeah, right. Some, it's like a time is more precious than money in reality, right? If we sure. want to believe it or not. I know we know we need money, but time, you can really not get time back. You can't buy it back. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> It's it's a uh, it's just weird, isn't it? I mean, it's it's, it's, it's like norm, a, but it's it's so yeah dif different. It's like we mm -hmm. had so much freedom and that we took it granted for, and it's like now you got to be this, you got to be more closed off, and it's it's a change for sure. Yeah, I mean, right. It's like especially when you know the difference of where we used to be, right? I mean, people growing up now would be like might be normal to wear a mask on the street, right? Right. Like, who knows? Like, in Germany, it's mandatory now that you wear masks, right? Like, they, they lose the, that, yeah. the lockdown, you know, but you have to wear masks. But mm. I don't, I mean, in Canada, we're still more blessed than, like, let's say, in Europe, you know? They had to really, they really had the house arrest. They couldn't go outside yeah. only for certain reasons, you know? They had to show papers. Even, like, I talked to someone in Greece, you know, they had full lockdown, too. And they actually... They have to text the police, you know, okay, can I go out now? I need to get groceries. Yeah, and because they can stop you outside, you know, a cop can say, why are you going out? You know, what's the reason? And then they have mm. to show the text message. Wow. This is like, oh. I, I got a confirmation that I could go outside. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So. Like, we're still blessed, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. I yeah. haven't been to Ontario to really compare it to what's going on here on the West Coast, but... I think we're still quite free, although we have to line up and things are slower, right? Life slows down more. And I noticed in the beginning, I was like, wow, I'm actually pretty uh, impatient. You know, like mm -hmm. I want things so quickly. I want to <laughs> go to the bank and get my money. And I just want one item from the grocery I wanna, store. I want to go to Whole Foods sure. and now I have to like line up at Whole Foods, right? Some people even have to line up for an hour to just get money at the bank. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah. there's kind of... Um, two 
uh, two things that kind of surface from this that seem to be so obvious now, which is um, having intention. So as you said, like even if I needed one thing, I, I um, live downtown Vancouver, right? So if I need, I don't know, uh, a couple oranges, I'm like a two minute walk uh, from the grocery store, just going and then I get it, right? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't think much about it, right? But now there's, uh, I'm certainly putting a lot more intention um, behind going to the store, for example, mm-hmm. Do, if I'm going for just one thing, is that really worth it? And yeah. 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 Right. so there's sort of um, uh, a reflection back on what we were so used to doing in our normal behaviors, like going shopping or how we spend our time even, right? Mm-hmm. Think about, um, I, I thought about this the other day, like even my intention on something as uh, like not super important, like watching a show, uh, like having Netflix autoplay the next episode once it finishes and I'm on like the third episode. Um, sometimes I don't even think about it. Most of the time I don't if, if I'm actually watching uh, TV or Netflix. Now I'm kind of like, okay, well, do I really need to watch this? And you know, I can, I can choose when I get up tomorrow um, because schedules are so different now and um, I can really choose, do I watch this now or do I actually get up, hit that cancel button, which Netflix never wants me to do. Um, and then, you know, uh, practice piano tomorrow morning in a time I wouldn't have had before. So there's, a, I think there's a lot more intentionality, which as a coach, I just love to see because intentionality is what actually gets people to what they value and is one of the uh, pathways to uh, fulfillment. Um, but then there's also something around change, right? Like, I think it's becoming more and more clear that change, the thing with change that it's not whether it's going to happen, right? And, and we can direct our energies over preventing change or, or helping change. The, the um, sort of ideal around change or the, the point of focus is actually how we relate to change, right? So if we accept that things are always changing and you don't have to attach to anything really, and, and doesn't mean you don't have to care about anything, we don't have to fix the things and want them to be permanent, even our own lives change and are permanent. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a, there's a, a cool sort of transition or even on a, on a global scale, um, recognition of intention and change and not having to prevent them, but how we relate to both of them. Right. That's, yeah. a really That's good very point, well right? said. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. But yeah, I find even like exercise is so important to stay positive yeah. though too. Like for me, my, for my that's, mental health. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's Not definitely what I have structure wise in a way, like doing work. I um, like Mondays through Fridays. I like to exercise you know, and then the weekend uh, take off. Well, that's one more part of routine that you didn't have last time we spoke. Exactly. So maybe five <laughs> yeah. more conversation and you'll be a, a routine. <laughs> yeah, I always had that one, but that was like, just like as eating you know it's part of like i have to have it's it like if i don't teeth. yeah yeah you don't, you don't feel right i don't feel normal yeah it's just part of my life i included it yeah. and i pretty much force myself even if i don't really want to that's part of like my that's health so i know i have to do it yeah. but yeah there's so many ways right everyone is so different and we just ha- the key is to figure out what makes you feel good to stay motivated throughout the day and have a meaningful day right every day mm-hmm. I've actually cut back my exercise because the gyms have been closed, so it's more like home push-ups. Working on beats? Yeah, I, I've actually spent a lot more time being creative versus like... You're working on beats as in you're cooking or you're making music? 
uh, working on music producing. We'll say musical producer. Oh, nice. Yeah, so beats cool. on in that aspect where like I've taken quite a big break from doing that and I'm starting to kind of have the time to kind of do that and it's kind of nice to you know bend it on that and i have yeah. a little more energy because normally i'd be in the gym really working really hard and then like when i get home like the last thing i want to do is like sit down i got stuff to do you know yeah. so it opens up some time especially working out from home i might not be doing such an intense workout but i think it's giving me more energy and, and more creative drive because I'm focused, which can be energizing else. in itself. Yeah, which is exactly. really energizing. Um, surprisingly, and, and keeps me well grounded as exercise does. Right, for mm. me personally, that's what it does. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Why? So I actually don't. I actually feel a bit better not going to the gym. Because so I, I mean, I was not just going for, you know, like running or exercise. It was like you know, heavy heavy weights. It's hard on your that's joints, and I mean, you know, muscle building can be pretty. Uh, not painful, but detrimental on your joints and, mm -hmm. and muscles. Oh, I mean, it can be painful too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're tearing the muscle and rebuilding. So, yeah. I mean, it, it requires a lot of energy to do that. So, it's just nice to be able to, you know, calm down, think of it, and re-put re that energy somewhere else where I would kind of want to put it. Nice. nice. I can't yeah, wait right. to hear some, some tracks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah this my workout. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're getting getting better. I mean, I used to do it for how many years now? He used to be a rapper. He used to perform. Over really? Like 10, yeah. 10, 11, 12 No, I, I never knew yeah. that. Yeah. I you used have to your be shirt a rapper. on right now. Yeah, I got my record label Oz shirt on. Records. What does it say? <laughs> I have to pull it. Oz. Oz. <laughs> yeah, I never <laughs> really There we go. Oh, nice. A-U-S-E. Oz Records. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty well, talented. <laughs> But it's so true now, though, that it is kind of a time for, as you, you mentioned it, I think, quite well, Julie, where there's, um, there's a lot of suffering, there's a lot of hardship, um, and we got to be present to that. we got to face that reality. Right. And, um, and there are a lot of frontline workers facing that reality head on and um, not turning a blind eye to that, right? Which is, you know, my heart goes up to that. And there's incredible gratitude um, that there's people serving uh, for us, basically, right. and and for the the greater good and for the community, and at the same time, there's also um, we don't have to turn a blind eye to the opportunity that comes out of this, which is um, opportunity to actually have time around your passions, like yeah. to do some of the things that actually bring you energy, that actually bring you enjoyment, and you might even discover um, you're better at them than you think, or you have time to grow in those areas, uh, like music or rapping um, or cooking. Uh, I know I've been doing a lot of cooking. Yeah, drawing. Oh, yeah. drawing, yeah, nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's your painting behind you. Right, right? yeah. Yeah, it there is. you go. <laughs> Front and center. So, so yeah. it's, I think there's, there's um, something around uh, just facing the reality that there's always good and bad, and you don't have to downplay either. Right. It's possible for us to face the, the true reality of COVID and how it's spreading and even now talks of a second wave and, and all that. we got to band together to deal with that. Um, and I think globally, we've been seeing how we've been able to do that with, you know, whatever level of success, but we've been doing it in some way. Um, and at the same time, there's a, an awakening, there's an opportunity for, as you said, becoming that, that master cook you want it to be, or that, uh, you know, the next M&M or whatever it is. Sourdough baker. Yeah, I told you. Sourdough baker. Yeah. Yeah, sourdough wrapper. Sourdough wrapper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
funny story. My starter, I finally made a name for it, and I called it Poofy Starter. <laughs> because I don't know if you ever seen the movie Bruno with Sasha Baron Cohen. He was he was saying, "Oh, Puffy Fada, like Baja yeah. for like Puff Daddy." And I was yeah. like, "Well, that's kind of funny. I call my starter Puffy Starter." There you so, go. So I named well him Puffy Starter of Puff Daddy. That's awesome. As a you set the bar high because now you got to name the rest of your starters. But I'm excited yeah, to hear. Totally. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> took me a while to come up with that. I want something clever. Clever name. You always have to have a clever name for your starter. Right? You do. Right? You're one for one so far. I tell you. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's so awesome. Yeah, we didn't. We don't even eat out. Like the first time we ate, we ordered something it was, was like on Friday. Yeah, yesterday, right? Yesterday. No, yeah. day before that, Thursday. Oh, Thursday, right? And it was only because I worked overtime and. I just didn't have time to make anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're like, wow, we've been like making food the whole time, you know, and yeah, it just works for us. I don't know. We just thought like yeah, didn't didn't really it. miss it. <laughs> yeah, people are actually still busy. I know a friend that works at a pizza place, and he said it's exactly as busy as like yeah. before the coronavirus yeah. started. I mean, you know? pizza, maybe even more. Aren't even sitting down. It's usually all order, and yeah. they don't really have seats at pizza yeah. places, really. Not yeah, really, very like few. two or three seats. So I mean, it's mostly a grab and go type thing. Exactly. Right? So. Or I, delivery. Yeah, delivery. Right. Do they? Can you um, order stuff there? Like pick up, like in on Toronto? Do you have a lot of that? Like um, restaurants offering? I'm it? sure there's like I, more eats. And I know there's yeah, there's definitely still delivery uh, yeah. and more more restaurants or, or food locations who weren't previously delivering are now delivering, which right. is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling that's going to um, be part of the, you know, the new normal of describes or one right. of the, the biggest changes out of this, not just restaurants, but other um, businesses figuring out how to cater to people virtually or without having to be in store. Um, but yeah, I don't know about, I actually haven't had takeout for, I think the last time I had it was to try the Wendy's, a plant-based burger oh, yeah um how was it i've never tried I, I was i was i mean it, it, if you like fast food and and you just kind of need that every now and then then it doesn't it doesn't fail it doesn't fail the test but i, I i've made um i won't bash it it was it was it was, <laughs> it was, right. uh, it was okay we haven't was, even tried any, any yeah, A&W. Like, we really we always go. say, oh, when yeah. we go out, maybe we'll grab really? it. But it's the last thing yeah, that comes into our mind go. is to go to an A&W or like a, yeah. a Wendy's. Like It's so yeah. erased from our health minds that like, I don't yeah. know. So I don't know. I, I mean, everyone says the Beyond one from uh, A&W because the spices they have is like really but good. But even the Wendy one, I heard Wendy's. Yeah, they're pro- I'm good. sure they're all good. And I keep trying to make a conscious effort to go. But then like, I, I just always forget. Yeah. <laughs> even with work, I think, oh, you know, I might not have anywhere to go and I'll go there. But then I always end up going to a grocery store or something. I guess it's just the, just the nature of always Your wanting to. Yeah, I just would prefer to eat and make something than to like go and greasy food from there yeah makes me feel better right why would you <laughs> yeah. do something if it doesn't feel good to you and but fast food for me well like, we I also love cooking yeah, yeah we also love cooking and right. stuff too yeah but it's still interesting yeah. to hear from you you know like what you think about the burger i'm like i'm curious to hear what yeah. people think about the burgers you know that are out there have well you as, a, as a as a you know i have yeah yeah how does it compare uh, and i like it and, and even the the wendy's on this 
Uh, I like the the Beyond one better. I I hear Wendy's makes theirs, right? Either in house or maybe they just the company makes it. It's still you know I, I'm not gonna promote it as a um, a healthy choice, you know. And it's it's you know amazing, but I'm I'm glad that, that it's an option for sure. sure. Yeah, and um, and you know it was a nice treat when I had it. Uh, I think that my parents are vegan as well, right? So I got it for all of us and to try and we kind of. <laughs> we're halfway through it and then we were just sort of looking at each other and like we all kind of knew we all can cook better than that and we have the time to cook better than that so it's like yeah, i don't think we need this again but i will say it's nice for uh, people who don't like cooking or people who would otherwise eat meat and realize that maybe there's another option especially given this uh, you know climate so exactly i just heard actually that the u.s uh, the mcdonald's in the u.s are offering vegan options now are they so, really? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty wow. big change if they're really going to do it. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we really need more options, right? I guess even for these fast food yeah. places. And I'm actually surprised that, you know, people focus so much on the wet markets in China. But then we have wet markets like in North America or like especially yeah. in the US, you know, and a lot of people are not aware of that. Like New York has quite yeah. a lot, right? 50 or something? I can't remember how many yeah. precisely, but I know that there's at least a couple there. And viruses can spread there too. You know, it's possible everywhere. Yeah. And it happened already many times, right? Like the swine flu mm -hmm. and stuff like that in the States or even in Europe, you know? So it's unavoidable. I guess like sometimes people don't really mention too much of the source, you know, like why viruses even spread so badly or why, where do they even come from, right? And there's so many conspiracy stuff going on, uh, too. Well, I think, I think you're right. There's something around, like, not looking at causality or not knowing how to trace things back to the source. I think there's also, there's been a lot of awareness around one source or, or you know, one point of the chain of causality, which is um, the understanding of zoonotic viruses, you know, transmission from animal to human or from... Uh, non-human animal to human animal mm -hmm. um, and and then the conversation kind of ends there for a lot of people and I think um, you know one thing that again looking at opportunities with with this pandemic and just moving forward what are and, and as a, a vegan I love this but also as a, a coach thinking about what are the behaviors that support my values or not right or what is the consequence what is my impact of the things that I do in my life and You can even just look at, well, having um, an economy or a market, not just wet market, but a, an industry like animal agriculture, right? Mm -hmm. um, and knowing that even if uh, part of the causality or one piece of the causality there is transfer from uh, animal to human because we eat the animal, right? So then you don't even have to really um, get aggressive or controversial there. You can just let the question play in mind, right? Um, does something like animal agriculture and the animal industry, does that make it more likely or less likely that these types of viruses can be transmitted, right? And there are certain ways of answering that, but you kind of have a, an instinctual response, right? And from that response, then you can start to, to think about what are the ways uh, in my own lifestyle that support something that is going to make a transmission like this more or less likely. So that's one of the, the pieces that I love about this, where... Um, Not so much about having the answer, but at least people being open to reflecting on right. things we take for granted, like right. the animal industry. And having a solution, right? 
Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. You can't yeah. go and shut down all these wet markets, but you can choose maybe not to contribute and pay money to the animal agriculture, which in turn, yeah. you know, we know there's avian flu, swine flu. I mean, science is pretty, you know, it's there that if you have animals caged up and they're in buildings or anywhere, you have to yeah. give them either antibiotics for disease and whatnot. And, you know, it's just going to breed zoonotic. And mutations are happening. Mutations and, you and know. viruses. Yeah. You know? inevitable right some things we think we can control you know we can breed so much and then make profit but yeah. mm. if we take advantage of something i think there's this natural law you know there's going to be consequences because you only take but you don't give back like the circle is not there you know it's yeah. broken you only take 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 right but where's the giving you know it's just gonna um deplete right eventually eventually yeah i mean there's only so much you can take well, and, and all of that, to me, helps restore. I, I find it inspiring because, to me, that helps. Um, I find it restores the sense of uh, agency or autonomy or my own sort of impact on the world. If you'd said, like, and this is a common conversation with um, uh, people transitioning into veganism or, or, you know, argument against it, is that, like, even if you take a problem like animal agriculture and not just the impact that it has on uh, overall health uh, for humans, but also obviously the, the impact it has on animals, the lives it takes from, and the environmental impact of it as well, right? It's a huge, huge issue to tackle, right? And you might think, um, who am I to tackle that? Like, what really could I do? One of the best things you can do and most impactful things you can do is actually what you're not doing. It's by not contributing to that industry. Right. You don't have to not eat. You, you can just eat plant-based sources, and there's lots of them. Um, but you can ask the same question with COVID, right? You can say, this is something that affects the world, many different countries, almost every country in the world. Um, it's, it spreads rapidly. So it's like, it's something difficult to contain and you need a lot of expertise around it. You could still say the question, well, who am I to take on COVID, right? Like what, what impact could one person have? I'm not an expert, right? You don't have to be just by you not going outside as much by not gathering in large groups and uh, being able to socially distance, that's an impact that you have that does have global reach. Exactly. And we're seeing the impact of that. So I find it inspiring. You know, it, it's, we have a lot more impact than I think we realize. Definitely. And it doesn't take as much energy to have that impact as I think we think it does. Right. So That's true. And the opposite too, right? Like one person can make such a big difference. Let's say one person has yeah. the coronavirus and can spread it yeah. so much, right? That's actually what Gandhi said, right? Like what's, I think with the mosquito, we think like that doesn't change so much or whatever, you know, but it can change. It can make a big difference. It might look small, but it can still have a deep impact. And we see that with the coronavirus. It's like Definitely. an invisible enemy. And <laughs> wow, that's a lot for us to struggle. We always thought like we can defeat everything, but something invisible. Mm. That's really hard to defeat. Invisible right? and naked eye. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do we, uh, when we were talking about, you know, coming back to normal, I, I don't know if it'll ever be completely normal, but, you know, going back, getting the economy going kind of back to where we were, um, mm. maybe some things that you might be able to tell people to be, like, mindful of when they're slowly getting back to that fast pace, you know, economy striving kind of life. Yeah, right, or finding a new job. Some people don't even get rehired, right? Yeah. So I'm curious. I, tips you got. I think about it 
in terms of, um, well, less about um, returning or getting back to normal. And I think about the sort of opposite, um, bringing normal back. Right. right. So it doesn't have to be getting back to normal the way things were, but how we bring a sense of, uh, in this new environment, uh, a feeling of normalcy and sort of stability. Right. Um, and how do you adapt what normal is, right? And I think one of the ways to do that, and, and as you asked, with doing that without becoming overwhelmed and without mm. jump, jumping back into the rat race uh, <laughs> uh, kind of blindly, um, I think one of the ways to do that is what I said before with, with intention. So if you have parts of your day with, like, you have some reflection, maybe part of your reflection is what was working for me before this and what wasn't working for me. Like, what were some of my, um, the things I was doing well? This is top three things uh, that I had in my life. They can be people, they can be activities, they can be, you know, skills that you have um, that contributed to my well-being. And then what are three things that were hazards to my well-being? And that could be something like, you know, um, working uh, a 90-hour work week um, without really reflecting if that's what I wanted to or not. Yeah. Um, or it could be, you know, something like um, eating at 11.30 p.m. Uh, every night. Was that certain? That's up to you to reflect on, right? But just sure. taking that time to reflect is a way, it's sort of a, a gauge. Um, it's like a, a test for yourself. Um, kind of like your, your thermostat to show you are the things that were hazards to me before, are they creeping back in more? Or is it the things that were strengths for me before? That's right. And that's, you know, that's kind of the skeleton of it. And you can go into a lot of detail on all of those. But if you have time for at least that quick reflection, and a lot of people don't make time for that, but if you can make even five minutes for that in a day, that has huge uh, repercussions for you. And it, it allows you to uh, understand where if you're on track with where you want to be or if you're being overwhelmed and you're just kind of going blindly through life. Um, I would also say keep a balance of what I said before with enjoyment or movement, right? They don't always seem like part of the hustle, you know, or part of productivity and part of well-being, but they're just as important as putting in your time for work and, and you know, doing readings and getting good at your job. Having that time where um, you can kind of reset whatever that is with, you know, reading a book that is fiction or um, whatever, having a movie to, to escape into uh, or just calling up a friend, right? right so right. Those, those two things, I think, keeping that balance and then keeping the sort of uh, three things that were working, three things that were hazards for you, being able to identify those and keep those up. That I think that's amazing. big. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a lot, a lot of people, like, don't really think about these little things that, you know. Simple things. Yeah. Too. Like to yeah. have a big detrimental on your mental health and just the way that you, you know, go around in this world. You know, even with talking to people, you know, if you're in a better mindset, you're going to be more positive. You're going to attract more people around you and, and things like that. And that support you. Too. Yeah. And I think, like you said, finding three things that are good and then three things that, you know, aren't helping you, you'll, you can really reflect and, and build upon yourself. I think. Definitely. Yeah. That's such a good point. And anyone can do that. And, and it's very simple. <laughs> you don't need to. Yeah, you don't need a degree in anything to do that. Right. Yeah. And we have yeah. hopefully. I mean, I thought kind of we have less distractions these days, but it's more up to us actually how much we want to get distracted these days. Mm -hmm. Do you want to watch the news? Like I used to in the beginning. You know, I used to watch the news so much. I wanted to figure out what's going on so I can yeah. stay healthy too. You know, I mean, yeah. 
I thought, okay, I might not die from it. But then you heard stories in the news. Oh, younger people can die now too. You know, I was like, I, I can't even like count on it, you know, that I will survive. So Shane and I we wanted to make sure, you know, we use hand sanitizers as much as possible when we go outside, you know. I mean, we're both still working. So we're not that much into the quarantine, I guess, as much as other people, but we still do our part, you know. We we keep distance and we use hand sanitizer. I mean, I cover my my yeah, like if I'm around people, I usually have something covering. Right, when I'm, we're like yeah. in stores or wherever we need to go, you know, it's <clears> confined and stuff like that. But it's still like, yeah, on the weekends, you feel it, you know. Because <laughs> now we're off on the weekends and then we're like, okay, let's go do something. And then it's like, okay, it really sinks in because normally we're working and still doing the same thing. And then it really hits it in hits that you. things are different on the weekends when we <clears> just go try to shop or go even go for a walk and people like are running around you to try to like like you got the plague or something everyone's just afraid of everyone right, just jumping unreal. into traffic just to like <laughs> yeah with their walkers with their walkers and totally. uh, yeah you really people are so agitated really like if it. we were we were cruising around in vancouver last weekend remember people i i was like wow i've never seen like Canadians really freaking out that much, you know, coming from Europe, mm. people are more harsher and stuff, especially mm. in the northern part of Europe. They're more like straightforward and stuff like that, right? <laughs> but like I saw that now here, you know, I feel like when people are in crisis, you know, they they show more the true colors and of course, yeah, they're more impatient. But it was like shocking to see because like, yeah, yeah. people don't Canadians drive. are so polite. And they're not polite when there's a pandemic going on sometimes, you know. Exactly. You can see with the toilet paper. On the edge. be like, oh, go ahead. You can grab a, uh, some toilet paper. It's like, no, give me that toilet paper. And <laughs> I punch like, you. Yeah, they're like, fi- like fist fighting. <laughs> That's not Canadian, right? Yeah. yeah. Like a fellow Can- I mean, you see the good stories about people leaving toilet paper on people's porches or something. Those are good, but that's not the reality of what is going on. When there's a pandemic, it's like everyone for themselves. It doesn't, the Canadian in you goes away. I totally, find. right? The values. Not, not in everybody, almost. but no. like it definitely brings out that, you know. Edge. It's not like, oh, sorry, oh, go ahead. Like very polite. It's after more. After you. It's more after I get it, <laughs> then I'll be polite. But I got to grab it and, and do stuff first. And it's not even survival. Like, I mean, if we don't have toilet paper, you don't need to be creative. You can use water or you can use, I know it sounds, sounds gross, but you can use facial towels and then wash them or whatever, right? Like there are ways, you know, you but could, yeah. I think because we're not used to this situation, right? The pandemic, that we don't really know how to handle it or we follow, we watch the news too much and that's what gets triggered too, right? The, like yeah. fear, that yeah. we are more living in fear, you know? So, I mean, yeah, I don't want to downplay it. You know, the virus is dangerous. And it could be anywhere. It's invisible. I don't know. Wherever I go, I have to watch it. That's why I use hand, hand sanitizer. I try hands. my best, you know, and washing hands, right? When, when I'm at home, I wash my hands. But there's only so much I can do, and I still need to stay balanced and calm, you know? In the beginning, it was really hard for me. It was really kind of stressing me out, more or less, so I couldn't really sleep because I was like, wow. Every day was like different, you know, like you mm. expected some news, you know, what or guidelines you have to do, you know. So I was kind of excited and then before I went to bed, like, wow, what's going to be like tomorrow? Like, you know, the world, I don't know, because not under my control. Right. And but then after a while, I just let go the news, you know, here and there, yeah. I watch it. But 
seemed to be easier for me. I, I like less news, less knowing what's going on and just kind of like living in the moment, like understanding that the, it is going on, but not letting it totally consume me that my day just shuts down and I go in like a depressive. Yeah. Oh, like what can, well, what can I do? I can still live my life. I can still do stuff, wash my hands and, you know, you can just try your best. But on a positive note, do you think anything good's come from this pandemic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have to say, even like, there's a few things, and we touched on a few of them, but even from what you're just speaking to was um, this idea of choice, right? And and even the the way that um, you were described, <laughs> excuse me, describing some of the people that you know um, watching the news, and I think we all know people like this where everyone has their own levels of risk, right? Or comfort where they're, you know, and feel like they need to know every detail of what's going on in the news or, you know, just what um, public health agency of Canada is saying, or, you know, in the press releases on YouTube from the provincial federal government, um, what are they saying? But the idea here is how, where do you establish choice, right? So what is within my control to actually uh, go about my day to day and to actually, um, you know, ward off this virus and not be, a contagion for others and what is not within my control so hand washing for sure in your control mm-hmm. using hand sanitizer and cleaning the house and just keeping basic uh you know hygiene um and social distancing completely within your control um having this virus go away tomorrow completely out of your control you know or or even uh, even our neighbors you know um uh impacting the way that america is responding to this pandemic which has been little different than up there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But is that really within my direct control right now? And it's not to say not to care about it, but this has been, I think, a cool time to, to have those reflections to see, like, not only just with COVID, but even in my life, what are the things that are within my control that I can actually do something about? So that's something like putting in habits that support your lifestyle or support your goals um, that are meaningful to you or uh, making those calls with family and friends that are meaningful for you and for them that's within your your uh control things like uh the weather so the 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 covid climate or the actual climate not within your control is that worth you uh stressing over about and getting to the point like shane said where you're uh depressed in your room and basically looking at the news as a way to tell you there's nothing i can do what's the point um i don't know if that's serving right so um however i do see um a lot of opportunities and people acting on these opportunities uh, to actually make change and think about the impact that we have. So I was saying before, like, I'm, I'm pretty, um, I don't know if excited is the right word, but it's refreshing to see, again, as a vegan and as a coach, to see people thinking about the impact of their behavior and actually thinking about their own values. What is actually important to me? This is actually a time where I can think about um, maybe work from home is like a lifestyle I actually I like, and I'm going to uh, push for that moving forward because mm-hmm. I have more time with my kids, whatever it is. Right. Um, but it's again, coming back to what's important for me and how does my behavior line up with that, which is like, if there's ever a time to look at that and reflect on that now, it, or reflect on that in general, it's right now. So yeah, I get inspiration from that. I get hope from that um, without, you know, thinking too head in the clouds. I understand that this is a, this is a huge issue and this is not going to go away tomorrow. Um, so let's band together. Let's figure out what is in our control and then let's make the changes where they need to be. Find a solution, exactly. right? Totally. Exactly. 
I mean, you could fret over everything, but it's not going to help you find a solution if you're not looking for a solution, right? Exactly. So, yeah. That's the key. Yeah. No, totally. those are good good points. Yeah. And, uh, I feel so much more motivated even. I mean, yeah. 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 I felt already not too bad, but now, you know, hearing it from our friend here, right? Like, it's mm -hmm. just nice to see other people having a good mindset about it, you know, and making the best out of it. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and I think there's there's something around um, uh, like scale, right? So so taking something into your control and you know creating opportunities here, that can be on a big scale, and like maybe that's finding a COVID cure, and that's pretty useful right now. <laughs> maybe it's also booking five minutes tomorrow or, or right now after hearing this um, to practice that piano piece that you you've never learned before if you want to practice or to make a meal everyone in the house today yeah. uh, a recipe you've wanted to try i mean it, it, the scale um can be whatever you want it to be right but it's those uh, um, times when you act on that choice times where you actually uh take that stand for yourself and for those immediately around you um that actually shows you why life is worth living you know what does fulfillment come from and where is connection I just see now, you know, the more you give, I guess you you become happier, right? Like giving, like sharing a meal or calling someone up and make sure you listen to the person, you know, and see what they worry about. And I mean, maybe you can suggest some solutions. It's not a mm -hmm. cure to everything, but even just listening, you know, I think that's really beautiful for someone and very healing, you know, knowing that you're not alone in this, you know, we're all in this together in different ways, you know, I mean... Maybe a celebrity in Vancouver is with us in the same boat, but still it's different lifestyle, right? So yeah. we're not exactly everyone going exactly the same stuff, you know? We're all having our own journey, but we're still going through this together somehow, you know? Yeah. With the goal, like, that we survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? So I would say the goal that we survive and then thrive. Yeah, exactly. And still use this as a way to not just... Um, keep breathing by the end of it, but figure out um, new solutions to problems that exist even before COVID. I so. agree. Definitely, yeah. So important, yeah. And we know you're a great meditator and yeah. I would love to do a meditation or something so that people... Something quick. Yeah, our sure. guests can like participate, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. get all energized. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think the only... I won't provide too much context, um, but you, you, know, you can just follow along at whatever level. Um, you're at and no worries about having to get it right the only thing i will say is think about um maybe what i was saying before of uh or i invite you to think about this change right and your relationship with change whatever that looks like for you and you can keep that in mind right now but um i can get into it basically all you need to do is if you've never meditated before um just kind of grab a comfortable position you can sit on the floor sit in the chair if you're lying down that's fine too and then just kind of get comfortable just take a few deep breaths and you can close your eyes if you like. And if you'd rather keep them open, that's fine too. And just notice the breath here. It flows in on the inhale and out on the exhale. And for the next few minutes, I'm just going to throw away any outcome or any effort here, any expectations. But all we're going to do is just follow the breath and just help understand the mind. So whether the breath is shallow here or deep, 
or fast or slow. Just notice it, however it is for you, and just allow your breath to be however it is. You might notice the change in the breath as it goes the top of the inhale, then down to the bottom of the exhale. And then that repeats. And just notice what it's like to observe the breath here without having to change anything. Before reacting here, just observing first. And it's pretty natural for the mind to wander, so if you find that after a couple breaths, you're thinking about what's for dinner, or the sounds going on behind me on my end here. That's fine too. Just notice when your mind wanders. And then bring yourself back to the breath where we started. Noticing the inhale and the exhale. Again, each time mind wanders or you find yourself caught up in something else other than the breath, just recognize when this happens. And then just bring yourself back to the breath where we started. And there's nothing else needed in addition to that. And actually, there's nothing wrong with having your mind wander or losing track of the breath. The growth here is when you notice you're away from the breath, bringing yourself back. And it's that bringing yourself back right to the breath that grows the muscle of mindfulness. The ability to observe your experience, notice what's going on without being pulled away by it. Coming back to the breath each time. Noticing the inhale, followed by the exhale. You might notice any emotions you might feel right now. Maybe there's boredom or frustration. Sometimes there's confusion. Maybe there's a sense of peace. Just notice that as something that's part of your experience right now. Experience that's always changing from moment to moment. And just like we did with the breath, see if you can notice those feelings as they're happening right now without having to make them last longer or make them disappear. Just noticing them as they arise and pass in their own time. The same way the breath rises and passes, and rises and passes.
bringing your mind back to the breath each time it drifts away from it as it naturally does. That's just how the mind is. In with the inhale and out with the exhale. Close out, just see if you can let go of any feeling of effort, any striving or trying to get this right and not trying to do it wrong or making it worth your time. See if you can put that aside. Those are natural feelings to come up. And when you put those aside, coming back to the breath here, right where we started, and just following the next 10 breaths, however they occur for you. And if you wander after a couple breaths, just recognize when you want it. Bring yourself back to the breath. And that's all there is to do. Ten breaths, however they occur. And then just letting go of whatever breath you're on. Come back now. You can open your eyes if you like. And just take a, a moment to acknowledge the time you took and the time you put in. Pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to your experience. And just to notice right now if there's any change from when you started. And welcome back. Yeah, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Really makes you so relaxed. Relaxed right? and like, yeah, your voice is very uh, soothing for meditation. <laughs> it makes meditation easier. Yeah, that was my yelling voice. Oh, was it? Oh, was it? That was your, that was your outside <laughs> voice. <laughs> oh, that's why it helped so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, oh, yeah, thanks for uh, for being on our show today and. Making everyone calmer and, you know, in such a hectic kind of period that we are in civilization. Yeah, it definitely is nice to have some grounding and some techniques and some things to think upon, right? Right. Everyone needs tools, right? But we get so confused when we watch the news and things like that, right? We hear different stories and Mm -hmm. sometimes hard to figure out what's right to do. We don't know sometimes, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's... That was really helpful today to have you on our show and I hope it helped our listeners and our yeah. audience, right? So For sure. Well, I'm glad. It was a pleasure to be on and it's uh, a huge thanks to you and I have a lot of gratitude for you both for um, putting this out and keeping in touch with people and, um, you know, re- helping us return to some sort of normal, as you were saying before. So I think you're achieving that and happy to be part of it. 
That's yes. awesome. Yeah, we can't wait to have you back on the West Coast. Yeah. But we also want you to enjoy the time with your parents. You know, that's very precious. Mm -hmm. and, I appreciate uh, it. Yeah. We see you soon for yeah, some sourdough pizza. Yeah, hopefully we'll see you soon for some. <laughs> I, you bet. I'll bring my appetite. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> you better do. Yeah, it's going to be quite amazing. Yummy slices. I can't wait. Well, I can't get enough of yeah, sourdough you're stuff. You're making me right. hungry right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we worked Thanks hard. Again, eh? Yeah. Thank you and take care. Stay healthy and safe, please. Yeah. Safe travels. Take yeah. care. Take care. Bye. Ciao.